Welcome to the Beautifully Complex podcast, where I share insights and strategies on parenting neurodivergent kids straight from the trenches. I'm your host, Penny Williams. I'm a parenting coach, author, and mindset mama, honored to guide you on the journey of raising your atypical kid. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Beautifully Complex podcast. I'm here today with my colleague and friend, Sarah Wayland of the Behavior Revolution, and we just have a really short episode for you with some announcements and one quick tidbit strategy to help you with your summers with your kiddos. So I think we want to start with announcing this webinar that we're getting ready to do on June 23rd. It's at 7.30 p.m., and that is Eastern Daylight Time in the United States. And we're just going to talk about a few ways to help you with behavior this summer. And these are really long-haul strategies that are going to translate well beyond the summer. But we know that summer can be tricky. It can be even more chaotic sometimes. And our kids struggle, I think, even more sometimes with a lack of structure and routine and that sort of thing. So We wanted to bring you some strategies and host this webinar on behavior. So we're going to cover a few things in this. The first is the interconnectedness of biology and behavior so that you can understand where your kid's behavior comes from and the fact that often it is instinctual and not a choice. Sarah, you want to take number two? Sure. And the second thing we're going to talk about is a new perspective on behavior talking about brain-based lens versus behavior-based lens. Yeah, and really how to shift your mindset, right? Right. As a parent. And then how to create calm, which we've talked about some on the podcast. We're going to give you our steps for calm in the webinar as well that I think will really come in handy. (laughs) They have certainly worked magical things for me and my family, and I think Sarah would say the same. Indeed. (laughs) And number four? The fourth one is how to manage meltdowns having a nice strategy that you can go to when your kid is losing their mind. I found it helpful to sort of have an idea of what things I could go through to help them feel calmer. Mm -hmm. And what not to do. Correct. We talk about what not to do in our meltdown strategies as well. And then lastly, how to help your child build emotional awareness and regulation. We're talking about how do we help them when they are not calm, when they are dysregulated, when things are a struggle, what can you do to help them through it? And again, these are really, you know, lifelong strategies. They're skills that you'll be building with your child and helping them to be able to, as we say, feel better so that they can do better. (laughs) And that webinar is actually launching our summer enrollment for the Behavior Revolution Program. We have had it closed here for a little while because We were kind of at capacity of what we could make sure that we gave our students, you know, the time and attention that you deserve when you're in the program. And so now we're going to open the doors again on June 23rd, and we'll have open enrollment for that all the way through June 29th. And we have a special promo price. You'll actually get an additional discount if you come to the webinar. And we also have some bonuses for you as well if you enroll during this enrollment period. So in the Behavior Revolution program, you're going to take everything you learn in the webinar a whole lot further. We do a much deeper dive 
Plus, you get our system, our tools that we created to help kids with regulation and emotion. So the first thing that is going to kind of really happen for you in the Behavior Revolution program is alleviating the morning frenzy. And I know that everyone listening knows the morning frenzy. They know the morning (laughs) chaos. It's one of the most difficult times of day for, I think, every family of a neurodivergent kid or just about every family. And so a lot of our strategies that you'll learn in the program are really going to help to calm that chaos. Yeah. And the second thing we're going to talk about is how to get rid of those meltdowns. So thinking about how to not put your kid in a situation where they feel like they can't control themselves. And, you know, so looking at, at, you know, what happens beforehand, and then also looks at what's happening afterwards, so that you can help them navigate those meltdowns, and hopefully avoid them before they even start. Yeah, we see that when people use the strategies in the course, and Sarah and I have used these ourselves in our own families, which is how we ended up creating this system and course anyway, when you use those strategies, your kids are able to regulate better and they have better self-awareness. And so you don't end up in meltdown nearly as often as you might right now. Another thing is that you're going to be able to help your child get things done. (laughs) Imagine that, helping your child get (laughs) things done when they really struggle with that. And it's amazing, the relief that comes, you know, when you are able to give an instruction once or, you know, have a routine that's actually working and you don't have to nag anymore. You know, those are beautiful things and and you'll certainly learn how to achieve that within the program. Yep. And then the last thing that we hope you get from the program, because we certainly have, is just crafting a life for yourself that you don't need a vacation from. So a life that you feel happy to live and content and, you know, things are just working as it should. And that peace and just appreciating your kids for who they are Mm -hmm. and not feeling like every day is going to be some trip to a war zone or something like that and not walking on eggshells all the time. But instead, things work the way they're supposed to and things proceed the way they're supposed to. And that's not an immediate fix. That's that's definitely a long-term what we're aiming for goal. But it is possible. It's just a question of how you get there and the skills you need to build so that you can be there. Yeah. And that's what we're providing in that program. We're really excited to open the doors again, and we hope that you guys will join us. That's our announcements. Obviously, this is just a little short episode in between episodes, but we wanted to make sure to give you something useful as well for listening. And so we thought we would give you a tip for summers, summer strategy for our kids who need to know what's coming, right? What to expect. They need help with transitions. And what I did for my own kids when they were little, elementary school age, was to have a calendar posted. And every single morning, we looked at the calendar together And we talked about what we were going to do and when we were going to do it. And that didn't just include like appointments. You know, we did have occupational therapy and other therapy and sometimes doctor's appointments. But it also included like a window of time. This is, you know, the three-hour block of free play you have this afternoon. Or we're going to go meet your friends at the playground on this day. And, And then when something had to change, 
We went to the calendar together and we moved it so that he could see that it was still going to happen, just not now, which still was a problem sometimes, (laughs) let's be (laughs) honest. But, you know, it was helpful to visualize that visual calendar was really super helpful. And then going through it each morning. And I know, Sarah, you did something similar with your boys. Do you want to talk about that, too? Yeah, I mean, what we did was we had a whiteboard at the base of our stairs. And each morning, I would write on the whiteboard, you know, what we were going to do during the day. And it was just a real basic outline of the schedule. So things like get up, eat breakfast, do chores, you know, watch TV, whatever, eat lunch, go swimming. So it had things like that. And one of the things that I learned not to do was to put times (laughs) on any of it. Because otherwise, I was held to the minute. Mm -hmm. And if I deviated, then there was a problem. And so I just listed out what would happen during the day. And Penny, you were telling me a funny story about your son when you tried to use a whiteboard with him that that I could totally see happening. My kids mercifully did not do this. But (laughs) yeah, he erased anything he didn't like. (laughs) So... If he didn't like, you know, if we listed out chores on a whiteboard, he'd erase what he didn't want to do. If if we had a chore chart, he would check things off that he hadn't done. Um, (laughs) You know, if we had a calendar and he didn't want to go to the doctor today, he'd erase it. So I learned very quickly whiteboards were not our friend. There's always different ways to do things. And I really think changing it up is key because our kids get easily bored with things. And even for me, I think even for any human being, after you see the same list or the same calendar for a while on the wall, you stop noticing it. For sure. So I think we have to keep sort of changing it up and do something fun, be creative with it. You know, there's so many ways to really make that something more fun and have your kids, you know, your kids who are old enough to have them write things on the calendar because then they're practicing executive functioning skills and time management, right? When we're allowing them to help us with that planning. So I think those are lots of good strategies. One more thing. Yeah. I actually had a client do this with her kids. You can get these magnets that are just blank, Mm -hmm. white, you know, like they're little rectangles. Yep. And she would put stickers on them representing whatever the activities were. And then the kids, so she had a whiteboard that was magnetic and then she could put those on and they could reorder them the way you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Because the stickers were there, then it was harder to erase them. But the kids had fun decorating them. So she'd have them, you know, decorate what the sticker would look like for going to the pool or whatever. Yeah. And so they made it a fun art craft. Yeah, we did our chore chart that way Uh for a while where it was the magnets with a picture of what they needed to do. Mm -hmm. And then we could move the magnets from like a parking lot under which kid, you know, their names, who needed to do what. And then when they were done, they got to move them out of their to-do list, which it seemed was helpful for Mm -hmm. them to kind of get rid of it and say, okay, I did it. It's, It's gone. It's out of my orbit, you know. And you could do that with your calendar too. Once you're done with a certain activity and cross the day off or especially if your kids are counting down to something that they're excited Mm -hmm. about. Crossing off each day is really helpful for kids with time blindness. Mm -hmm. Yep. We had a Melissa and Doug calendar Mm -hmm. that had, you know, magnets for special events like birthday parties or whatever. It had a whiteboard behind it and we would cross it off and take the magnet off at the end of the day. That was actually pretty fun fun activity. They definitely enjoyed that until somebody stole all the magnets and hid them under 
the bed, it turned out. <laughs> Somebody who didn't want to be told what to do anymore. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we were talking about this before we started recording, but our kids are smart, guys. They're smart. <laughs> and they will find ways around our systems. And we just have to keep pivoting sometimes. And that's another reason to change it up frequently. You know, they just get tired of the same old, same old, and they figure out ways around things for sure. But I think that these strategies can really help you. And of course, tailor it to your family, whatever works for you. You can DIY something, you could purchase something, you know, make it fun and interesting and get the kids involved because that's where really the magic happens, I think, when we're collaborating with our kids instead of commanding to our kids. Yes. And I know Sarah agrees wholeheartedly with that. I do. (laughs) So we hope to see you in the webinar on the 23rd in just a few days. You can go to the website, thebehaviorrevolution.com, and there will be a link there on the homepage for you to sign up for the webinar. And you'll get the RSVP from Zoom with an email with the link to it once you register. And of course, we really hope to see you in the Behavior Revolution program as well. Reach out if you have any questions about any of it. We'll be glad to answer and um, we'll see you soon. Bye. Thanks for joining me on the Beautifully Complex podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share. And don't forget to check out my online courses and parent coaching at parentingadhdandautism.com and at thebehaviorrevolution.com.